Uh, now, listen, we have a great uh, hero, hero cop, Bo Deedle, actor, very uh, accomplished actor. Yeah. And he's also, he's been in Goodfellas, uh, Wolf of Wall Wolf Street. Wolf of Wall Street, all kinds the, of... The Irishman. They made a movie about him. A great one, one, one tough cop. He's, he's really good. And, Every role he plays, he's very, very good. Anyway, he's... Uh, He's got a lot to say this morning about uh, the, what Dermot Shea and the NYPD and Mayor de Blasio are doing, dismantling the anti-crime unit here in New York City. 600-plus uh, cops. Good morning, Bo Dito. Good morning. I think this is going to be the most important time that I've ever spoken on your show. I've been up at 4.30 in the morning. People don't realize what just happened. I just got off the phone with Ben Tucker, the first deputy commissioner of the police department, who I came on the job with back in 1970. My problem with this, the anti-crime people is a voluntary force. The anti-crime people are the most active, the ones that are aggressive, the ones that just don't drive around with blinders on, not getting involved. They volunteer for one reason, to help the communities, mostly in our minority communities. They're out there in unmarked cars, watching for the criminals, watching for the people carrying guns. Let's go back. 1970, we had a thing called the NAP Commission. The NAP Commission came out. And I was, I just came on the job. During those years in 70, 71 and 72, 1970 and 1971, we had 11 cops killed one year, 13 cops killed the next year. A group called the BLA, kind of familiar. Kill cops, what do I want? Dead cops? Yeah, they had dead cops. This was during that time. And then all of a sudden they started this thing on Randall's Island called Citywide Anti-Crime, the Street Crime Unit. I volunteered. And you had a volunteer to go in this. We we're going to go all over the city out all the guys with guns robberies on the street these guys went out there and they worked the majority of the guns taken off the street were by the street crime unit over 200 guys that's how many guys we had on there and we took the majority of all the guns off the street in the whole city these are the most active cops that you have the cops that care the cops that put their lives on the on the line bobby billadu one of the cops that was doing a decoy got his throat slashed from ear to ear he then was out for a couple of months and came back on. I responded to 124th Street and 8th Avenue when he was shot in the head by an armed guy that he was chasing. These are the cops of this street crime unit, the anti-crime guys. This was all started anti-crime. And when the BLA was killing cops, they had us come in in plain clothes to follow the uniform cause. This was the advent of anti-crime. Then all of a sudden they asked for volunteers. What sick idiot would volunteer to be a decoy and go into a community that people get robbed at night, stabbed, shot, and all that, and then we would dress up with theatrical makeup on and look like you had dry blood, and we'd go into the area to take the people that are robbing the community people out. Because I was a little white-looking, I used to put theatrical makeup on me to look Hispanic. So I'd fit into East Harlem. I'd have a suit on with a, with a briefcase. I'd get mugged by these little scumbags on the street, taking them off the street, guns. I was shot at. I was stabbed by a guy who committed murder, escaped from Attica, and I'm fighting with him. I never killed one person. So I could talk because I walked the walk. And I'm representing right now the most formidable part of the New York City Police Department are the anti-crime guys. They're the ones that care. They're the ones that go out there after the criminals. They're the ones that go out there and take the guns. As it is, stop and frisk was a great tool. It was overused, but it could be used in a scientific way to take guns off. In New York City today, it's jacking up 25% to shootings. The murders are up 25%. This, now you get rid of the anti-crime. You know what you have policing in New York? You have nothing because the majority of cops now are not going to get involved. And these were the active people that volunteered for anti-crime to take the criminals off the street. 
I just talked to Benjamin Tucker. I just talked to Benjamin yeah. Tucker, who was the first deputy commissioner. I said, Ben, please put me in any hearing with the city council, with the NYPD. Please, what you're doing now, you have to reverse it. This is these are like the 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 uh, the, the, the Navy SEALs of the police department, the ones that go out and get it done. Get rid of them, you get rid of the police department. I can't be more uh, outraged about this. And this freaking Big Bird and Dermot Shea, he was sucking on his thumb when I came on the force. He was about two years old. He doesn't even know from it. And all those cops out there, all the anti-crime cops that died protecting the people, this community and this city, they all died in vain. Now you get rid of the greatest crime-fighting force that the New York City Police Department ever had because this is not you didn't volunteer you went in there because you wanted to fight crime you wanted to go after people that were preying on new york city people especially in our inner cities now what we want to do is we want to take the police away who's going to suffer all our communities yeah. where is the black leaders where are the black well, they, leaders? They, they, they don't they don't Outrage. exist they don't, both they don't exist it's a question for you though Somebody called earlier because we started the program talking about Dermache, and we said he basically caved to Bill de Blasio, and that's why de Blasio called out sick yesterday, and Dermache did this. He came to the mob as well. Right, and some caller called in and said, wait a second, maybe consider this. Maybe consider that Dermache was sick and tired of his guys uh, you know, not having the protection they really need, not having the backs of the folks that run this city, and maybe in the end he was doing some of these guys a favor by actually disbanding this this unit because guys like Daniel Pentaleo, they get fired for basically doing their job with Eric Garner. You think there's any possibility that that's true? Listen to me. All I say is this. They, uh, I was talking with the first deputy commissioner. They were talking about statistics, all these statistics. Are you going to have more statistics for someone getting involved doing their job? Absolutely. You're not going to have any statistics with the cops that are driving around with blinders on, not getting involved with, uh, against the criminal. You're not going to have any statistics because they ain't doing nothing. The only ones that are going to get in trouble. And David Dirk said to me, David Dirk, he's dead now. He was the one that was behind Serpico, brought him to the New York Times during the afternoon. He said to me, Bo, 10% of the police department does all the work. The other 90% go on there to get their pension, get hurt, get a disability, get off not getting involved. But the kids that are out there, men and women, that get out there and they join the anti-crime to go out there after the real criminals in the areas, the minority areas, the high crime areas is where they saturate. Now all of a sudden, you're not going to have any unmarked cars. You don't have a police car with lights with lights on. Hey, here I have the cops. Don't right. rob them now. Here comes the cops. This is the most ridiculous well, no, thing it's stupid. I've ever heard. But, but, but again, to Sid's point, uh, maybe that, that is the Ferguson effect, that no more proactive policing. Uh, the cops are making a conscious decision oh, to say I we're not going to do it. I got an idea. The next thing Dermot Chase should do is take guns away from the cops. Take the guns <laughs> away. Take the guns away from the police. Only leave the scumbags roaming the streets that are going to rob you and your family. Leave them with the guns and take the guns away from the cops. What point are we going to stop this insanity? This may is a fool. And Dermot Shea, I tell you the truth, if he was a man, he would turn his badge and say, you be the police commissioner. Or bring in Al Sharpton. Let him be the... Where is this scumbag for all the blacks that are killed in Chicago? Where is this scumbag for all the people that are dying? All he cares about is dividing this country. This scumbag should be in Chicago doing demonstrations against black on black. I brought the numbers out. Mm -hmm. 7,500 blacks were killed by other blacks across this nation in 2019. There was 10 blacks unarmed and 10 million arrests. That was shot. Where is the systematic thing? If anything, there's a systematic 
killing of cops. We had 80-something cops that were killed across this country in 2019. This is all bull crap. And you know what it is? It's all jump on it. And all my sports figures, all my rich black friends, why aren't you guys getting together and getting into the communities? we got to get to the root. And the root is the young black males that are in the communities. we got to work with them. we got to show them big brother cops. Now nobody wants to be a cop. Everybody wants to, you know, when kids were younger, oh, yeah, I want to be a policeman. Now it's like, oh, you want to be a policeman? That's brutalization, and they're bad people. Bull crap. You've got people putting their lives, and I guarantee you right now, 90% of those cops would jump in front of a bullet for the people of New York City. And you're forgetting about them. You're forgetting about all the cops that have died. I've seen, I've been to too many cop funerals where they put their lives on the line for the New York public. Where is the New York public jumping out? Where is this city council, that little jerk there, the head of the city council, little moron, no one understands this city, what you're dealing with. When you're dealing with the criminal element, out, they will kill you. They will kill you. And if there's no cops out there to protect you, you will die, yeah. and your family members are going to die. It's going to really hurt the minority community, ironically, uh, all this defund the police and, uh, and the disbanding the NYPD anti-crime unit, et cetera, et cetera. But, Bo, I have to ask you in the remaining moments, the Atlanta shooting, the Atlanta shooting of the dude who was uh, fell asleep yeah. in the Wendy's drive through uh, with the taser. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, what I think about is, first of all, you know, I went through my career. I didn't kill anybody. I was hospitalized 30 times. Stabbed, shot at point blank. Guy fires at me five times. He missed me, and uh, I, I put it this way: when he went back to the, he he made he made the hospital before he went to, into uh, into uh, into being arrested. As far as that goes, my problem with this whole thing is people don't realize who caused it. Those cops were so courteous courteous to that man. I feel sorry for that man. He was a nice guy as far as I saw. And what happened was he made the situation happen when he fought with the cops. He was beating up two cops for trying to hold him. Then he pulls the taser away. He made his own his own life there as far as I'm concerned. Do I want to see anybody die? No. But do I want to see people resist like that? Punch cops, fight with cops, steal the, the taser? Who the hell knows? And if you watch the video closely, that taser goes off. The taser goes off as he's running. He turns around. Oh, what yeah. were the cops supposed to do? And if he would have hit the cops with the taser, that's 50,000 volts. They could, that guy could have come, taken the cop's gun, and we could have had two dead cops. That would have been okay. That wouldn't have not made the news real. Mm -hmm. Two no. dead cops, would have been fine. another funeral, right. and that's it. All I can say is people have to understand the police are there to protect us. And when a police officer tells you something, right or wrong, you just go along with it. If you have a problem after it, you make a complaint, you make a civilian complaint. But you've got to have some conformity when there's an officer there. There has to be respect on both sides. They were totally respectful to that man from the conversation in the car to when they were talking to him outside. The guy actually blew, intoxicated. Me, uh, Bodino, what I would have done, I would have taken the keys and I would have said, listen to me, here's my number. Tell somebody from your family to call me. I'll give you the keys. Back. That's me. Right. But you want to know something? That's the difference between a lot of the cops that are out there. They go by the book, and this guy violated the, that, that, those officers by fighting with them, resisting arrest, and that's what happens. It's a terrible tragedy. I feel for that man. I feel for the man in, in, in Minnesota. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, these are incidents. When you have 370 interactions, 370 million, million yeah. you're going to have some action. Now the problem is everything's on the video phone cameras, and everything is being projected 
like there's this mass thing right. by cops to kill people and kill black. No, you know who's killing black? Blacks are killing blacks That's right. in the community. 18 dead one day. Where was any yeah. outrage? Where was Nobody Don cares. Lemon? I challenged Don Lemon. Put me on the show. Hmm. Well, Chris Como, put me on your show. I tried to get on CBS with Gail King. Put me on your show. I could talk. I'd never killed nobody. So I walked the walk, and I could talk. And if you want to listen to facts, talk to the Bo. Oh, there it is, the great Bo deal. There he is. Fantastic. Excellent job, Bo. Excellent job. And let's say again, we thank you for your service all those years, doing what you did, taking those risks, putting yourself in danger. To to be honest, the cops that are out there today face a lot more than I face. I face the criminals. I went right into their nest. I went after gangs. I went after them. But today, the cops are facing their own police department. That's their biggest threat is the own police department mm. with no support. Now the DA's offices, these are these, these flunky district attorneys, including Cy Vance, all of a sudden, I try to prosecute. Guy try to kill somebody, and they, they, they give him a ticket. Everything has been turned upside down. And you know what you're going to have soon? 911, you're going to call Hi, you've reached 911, the emergency number. If you're being robbed, uh, leave your name and address. Within two to three business days, someone will get back. <laughs> that's what's going to uh, be happening. That's, no, that's no joke. Oh, that's bad. Hey, listen, Bo, you were great again. We love you. Really, really great uh, appearance Please this keep, morning. Thank keep you. speaking out. You guys have become the voice of New York City, the real voice of New York City. And like I said to the Deputy Police Commissioner, I will go before any city council or police group. You've got to listen to what the hell you're doing. By dismantling the anti-crime, the most effective part of crime fighting, and they could do the statistics all they want. I challenge them to do the statistics of what these anti-crimes did in the last 20 years. They changed New York from the crime-ridden city Absolutely. to the Absolutely. And that's it. Save lives. Thank you, Bo. Bo, excellent job. There he is, 740 here every Tuesday morning.